Hello everyone, welcome to episode 22 of the Sunday Vibe Reset. Um, hi Alex, um, what's up? What have people been doing? What are the big numbers of this week? So I, as always, have been looking at a few of the little things that have um, made my week a little bit spicier and planning on sharing them in the Sunday Vibe Reset. But what are we really resetting the vibe from? Because we're constantly resetting, but sometimes you've had a good week. So firstly, I'd actually like to bring the vibe down so as we can then reset it for the rest of the show. I'd like to bring it down by correcting a small mistake that we had in last week's show, where I mentioned that the boat that was stuck at the time in the Suez Canal weighed the same as about 328 elephants. And I've since gone back to my sources and I did a bit of first principles calculating and I discovered that this would make an elephant weigh about 600 kilograms. And more correctly, the boat weighs about the same as 32,800 elephants. So for everyone that's been keeping note of the scores there, you might want to do a bit of adjusting. <laughs> well, that's just poor journalism. Like You should really check your sources next time. Yeah, I know. We're going to work on it. But yeah, now now it's time after that horrible intro to reset the vibe and we can get going ready for a new week. Keeping on the statistics front as well, I would like to share that it's been now announced that Mr. Brightside is the song that has run for the longest consecutive time in the top 100 of the UK charts, having now reached 260 weeks and hasn't left the top 100 in five years, not for a single week. What I love about this statistic is that it's actually one that I picked up myself for this show this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. Um, so, I'll, so I'll just add that my favourite part about this story is that it is streamed 1.2 million times a week on average. I really love that because that means that despite being in and out of lockdown for over a year, people are still listening to Mr. Brightside. And that's a sign that the English spirit has not died. There's at least 1.2 million times that someone's very, very happy then in a week. <laughs> it's a nice thought. Also, having a little trawl through these statistics, notice that when it first came out, it only stayed in the top 100 for a month. So, you know, people just don't appreciate greatness when it first begins, do they? Yeah, and then it only reached number 10 when it was released for the second time. I guess a third time was a charm. Yeah, keep going. But it's not just the killers who are having a pretty big week there, having not really done much. But also, it's a good week for the seas, where they've been reintroducing oysters back into parts of Britain where they've been dying out. And I thought this seemed like a nice thing to do. I mean, it's perfectly good to put new species in. But I discovered that oysters actually are really good at filtering seawater. And an oyster alone can filter about 50 gallons a day. So they're specifically introducing these oysters to places where there might be a bit of pollution. And oysters using their gills, I don't know where they are, have been cleaning all of these waters. That's incredible. That's so, so efficient. Uh, but then again, it brings this question that we seem to be asking ourselves at every episode of this show, which is, how on earth did they find this out? Did they 
accidentally, you know, dump a bunch of oysters in some water that was very polluted, came back a week after and the water is all clean. Uh, yeah, there must be people who just study oysters because, um, but I, I didn't think that this would be a job that anyone would particularly want at any point. However, having looked at oysters, they're actually pretty cool. Like, did you know that an oyster can change its gender? And all oysters do, at least once in their life, swap gender. And they have three hearts that pump a sort of colourless blood type thing around them. Which is quite impressive for a shell. How do we not talk about oysters more? Yeah, I know. Um, the transgender oyster. It's, a, it's an icon, isn't it? <laughs> but moving on, it's not just the oysters that have been doing well for pollution. It's this week was the annual star count, and there is 10% less light pollution this year than there's ever been before. Brilliant. I mean, I was really surprised, but also brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're going to keep this one up, but <laughs> good time to go and look at the stars. Now or never, really, isn't it? Talking about reducing pollution. So as we all know, big cruise ships are big polluters. And they have now been forbidden to come close to the centre of Venice because they would tend to create waves that would then pretty much flood the centre of the city. But now they'll have to set their anchor in the industrial harbour, which is going to probably preserve quite a bunch of historical monuments. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty you know, ballsy move from Venice, but definitely a good one. Um, I mean, you'd feel bad, wouldn't you, just go into Venice on one of these big things that's going to actively damage the Venice you're looking at. Uh, yeah, this is good to see they've finally done something there. That's a nice one. Another boat that won't be going to Venice anytime soon is the USS Johnston, which sank in 1944 uh, in the middle of the Pacific in a battle. But this week, the deepest dive to ever be manned to go to a shipwreck took place and they had a little look around. And because the boat's so deep, it hasn't been sort of taken over by any wildlife because there's no oxygen or light down there. Um, so it's basically preserved perfectly and they don't really get to do this much and look at the old boats. So that's a pretty nice one if you're into your ex. That's impressive, but also kind of terrifying. It's very impressive. Like, I definitely didn't know that we could go so deep. Uh, yeah, they had a little uh, manned submarine. And it's a submarine that's also previously been to the bottom of the Marianas Trench and looked at the Titanic. So it gets around a bit. And very, very high technology on this submarine. But what caught my eye was the fact they didn't actually quite know where this wreck was going to be. And they couldn't detect it. So they had to do multiple dives, just going down, going, it's not here, head back up. And now they found it, which is the least high technology you could possibly imagine. Talking about, you know, innovating technologies and how they will impact our lives, there's going to be a robot on Love Island. As a contestant... Please tell me. <laughs> so as they are shooting their next season of their TV reality show, uh, for the first two weeks, one of the contestants will be taking part 
in the series remotely, she will be controlling an iPad that will be on some little wheels that she will be able to direct across the villa. Um, <laughs> Can the other people hook up with the robot? I don't quite see how this is going to work for Love Island. I've, it seems like a show that's pretty well based on contact. Yeah, does that mean that someone's going to have to cuddle an iPad when they, you know, choose their beds? We don't know. People talk about automation taking over jobs, but I didn't think that contestant on Love Island would be would be getting a robot treatment, to be honest. Are there robots that people are talking about this week? The US Open is going to test the use of drone technology to deliver player towers during the 2021 tournament. This, this is a perfect example of people developing solutions to problems that don't exist. <laughs> really I mean, is. the person who delivers the towel to the tennis player, they're happy they get to watch the tennis, they have really good seats, minimal effort required. Um, of all of the jobs, this isn't the one that I would, I would invent a drone for. But, you know, people love drones. Stick a drone on anything. Big success. So let's see how it goes. Maybe maybe this is the future. Maybe I just don't see it yet. Pretty, pretty chaotic use of technology. But talking about tennis, I think it's time that I tell you about the person I've chosen to be our person of the week. It is mm -hmm. Naomi Osaka. So she's an excellent tennis player. And she's so good that she has not yeah. lost a tennis match in 13 months. That's big. I didn't know it had been that long on the uh, on a little winning streak. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> You'd be terrified going out to play a game once you got a record like that, wouldn't you? Oh, both both as her and as the opposition, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. much pressure. Imagine not having a little off day by you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not having an off day all year would just be crazy. But yeah, shows it can be done. It's quite impressive. I'd like to fully counteract that actually now with my Australian of the week. We all know the Florida man thing where Florida men, they're doing some odd things. But I think we should comment on the Australians because they've got the added bonus of dodgy animals doing weird things and no one quite understands the entire country. And Lance Colson is my Australian of the week, who <laughs> did very, very little apart from got into a fight with what he described as a very angry octopus. Um, and I didn't know that octopuses bore grudges, but this man not only got slapped by an octopus uh, on the beach, it like dived out of the water going. He then went for a swim later in the day and the same octopus approached and tried to hit him again, which is terrible luck, but could only happen in Australia. How is Australia real? I really don't know. I mean, it becomes even more Australian when you look at his reaction to it, which um, was weirdly sensible and yet weirdly odd, which was that he just poured Coke all over the stings. And apparently this completely smoothed up. <laughs> Well, there you have it. So jellyfishes, you have to pee on them. Octopuses, you have to put Coke on it. There you go. Apparently, it's the acid in Coke that does it. 
but he'd never tried this before and no one has ever recommended this and we're certainly not endorsing it as a method. Also, don't do a fight with an octopus. That's also something we're, we're saying. Now, the next person I want to tell you about is a French person and I'm not sure if they are a winner or a loser, so you're going to have to help me, help me with that one. So it is a 60-year-old woman. Okay. She is in a care home in France. And apparently she got a bit bored of it. So she decided she'd go for a little a little stroll, you know, she'd get out for a bit. I like the way this is going. Turns out some firemen took their truck just next to her care home. So what did she do? She stole the truck. S- uh, she stole a fire truck. Yeah, and then... And I was not expecting that. But then she ended up in a car chase with the police and spent the evening in the hospital because of all the stress. This is this is my favourite person of the week. <laughs> <laughs> How? I mean, did did she enjoy it? Was this planned? Did, was was this what she wanted to do? Like did she cause loads of chaos when she was younger, or is this just a bit of a, a bit of a freak moment? Well, I don't know if that was in her character, but she was apparently trying to go back to her old house, uh, and that ended up in a thirty-minute car chase with the police, who would have lost her if it wasn't for the GPS in the truck that allowed them to track her. Yeah, well, I mean, also the seeing a seeing a fire engine, you would. Uh would probably give it away, to be fair. It's exactly how I want to age. But currently, something that we can all get involved with that's maybe a little bit um, more legal, let's go with. <laughs> Although, <laughs> technically not, actually. But something that we can all try, even at this point in our life, that will still get you in a bit of trouble, but maybe not quite as much trouble as you would if you stole a fire engine. And that's cooking a sausage. We've all cooked sausages before. Lovely, lovely little lunchtime snack. Especially on a barbecue, as soon as it gets hotter than 15 degrees in the UK. Ah, so you would go with a barbecue. Interesting, because there's some scientists in Iceland at the Fagradalfjall, possibly, <laughs> volcano, which is currently erupting. Like, it's not just active, it is erupting right now. Um, who thought they'd try a new way of cooking their sausage on their lunch break? Just chuck them onto the lava, uh, sat there. The lava's about 700 to 1400 degrees C. Turn your sausage over, it's cooked. I've actually seen the video of a tourist doing this, and he isn't careful enough, and his pan just melts. Oh, no, no, no. These guys don't even have a pan. This is the fresh, fresh stuff that's coming out. Just place it straight on. It's just about solidified. Got a nice little sausage. Saw it. People terrify me. And that's the only comment I'll make about this story. <laughs> uh, they understand the science. It's now very much not allowed. But back in, back, back earlier this week, it was all good to go. Talking about science, and you will admire that smooth transition. Um, 
there is a dog food company that is paying people to look at cute pictures of dogs. And how do I get this job? I'll leave my placement and just start. That's fine. <laughs> they have a file on their website that you complete and then they will pick a few applicants. So they will pay 10 people £20 an hour for a day's work where you will have every hour to interrupt your work and look at cute pictures of puppies. You will be equipped with a heartbeat monitor to check if looking at these pictures help you to relax. This sounds like a dream. Surely they're not. That is quite a good wage as well, just to look at dogs. Well, it's 10 people. It only lasts four days, but... Still, I, people would pay to do that for a day. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we could start that. We were talking earlier about, um, you know, sometimes we're resetting a vibe, but it doesn't need resetting. I think if you worked at the puppy place... Uh, yeah, your vibe is is constantly reset. It's never going away. <laughs> Another news from this week is that Wales is going to make Black History lessons mandatory in their new school curriculum. So all students will be taught about the contributions of Black, Asian and minority ethnic communities to the Welsh society. That's a pretty nice step there from uh, from Wales. It's uh, after all of the sort of uproar about Black Lives Matter and the like, quite correct raising of awareness that happened. It's good to see stuff like coming into swing still, um, even after this time, like kept a bit of momentum there. So yeah, really nice step there from Wales. And I will end this 22nd episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset with the tweet of the week. So this tweet was in response to Sky News posting that human penises are shrinking because of pollution, one scientist. Which is in itself a pretty odd thing to tweet. Yeah, pretty terrifying news, actually, to be fair. Going to have to head out into the country. And then Greta Thunberg entered that tweet just saying, see you all at the next climate strike. <laughs> She's a... Uh... Really found something that's going to get everyone on board now, hasn't she? <laughs> and yeah, I think we will <laughs> we will let you reflect on this until next week. This has been the twenty second episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset, and you'll hear back from us next week.